You want to make sure that you are buying low and selling high. You want to make sure that you are buying at a level where you could purchase the property, remodel the property, pay all the expenses that are included with remodeling and selling a property, and still have room at the end to profit. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Do you want to know how to make a profit flipping houses? Is flipping houses something that you really want to do, but you really don't understand the numbers? My name is Lauren Hardy and I am your real estate investment coach. I started flipping houses when I was 25 years old and a little hint, I'm 35 now. I have been self-employed for the last 10 years and I started out as a real estate investor, primarily flipping houses. So I know all about it and I'm gonna teach you how to profit when you're flipping houses. I am gonna give you the key numbers that you wanna make sure you get right when you're flipping houses. I'm also gonna teach you how you could lose money when you're flipping houses. I'm gonna give you some tips to make sure you are always profiting when you're house flipping. So let's get into it. What are the key numbers that you need to make sure you get right to profit when you're flipping houses? The first number is the purchase price. You wanna make sure that you are buying low and selling high. You wanna make sure that you are buying at a level where you could purchase the property, remodel the property, pay all the expenses that are included with remodeling and selling a property, and still have room at the end to profit. The next key number is your rehab estimate. So you wanna make sure that you get your rehab right the first time, or at least close. One way that I have had deals go south is when the rehab was estimated much lower than it actually was, and there were unforeseen costs in the construction. So the best way to ensure that you have properly budgeted your rehab expenses is to get three contractor bids. If you have three contractors bidding on the property, and these are contractors that you know and you trust, likely they should all fall within somewhat of the same range. And that way you'll know that you are on the right track with that property. And having three people look at the property ahead of time is a great idea because what one contractor might miss, another one might find. One thing you might not realize is when you are in escrow on a property that you're thinking about flipping, you likely have an inspection contingency. You wanna make sure that you put that in your purchase agreement. And in that inspection time is when you can walk those three contractors in. So you do wanna make sure ahead of time you put that inspection contingency in there and you have at least a couple weeks that you can have those contractors go through the property and get you those numbers. The next number you really wanna make sure you get right is the holding costs. A lot of people don't realize that there are several holding costs that are included when you're house flipping. Things that you might not think about like vacant dwelling insurance. A lot of people don't realize that vacant houses need a different type of insurance than a house that has a tenant in it or an owner occupant in it. You wanna make sure you get a vacant dwelling policy from your insurance carrier. 
You also want to budget any holding costs like utilities or the interest you're paying on your loan if you are getting one. If you are getting a loan, say a hard money loan or a private money loan, you might have some interest payments that you need to pay. So you want to make sure that you include these costs in your calculation before you purchase this property. The next number that you want to make sure you get right is the sales costs. So this is like your real estate or realtor commission, any type of fee that you're going to pay in relation to say purchasing the property or closing the sale. So often that is say a termite inspection, any termite repairs that might come up at the end of the transaction, uh, maybe some escrow repairs. So if the buyer that is buying the flipped property at the end, they might do an inspection and find new things that are wrong that you didn't really see with the property. And they might request that you make some repairs. We call those inspection repairs. So you wanna make sure that there's a little cushion in there for those repairs. All right, so next I'm gonna talk about how people lose money when they're flipping houses. I see this a lot, especially with people who are newer to the business. The first thing, the biggest mistake that people make is they buy speculatively. What that means is that they have a subject property and they put their little rose-colored glasses on and they think that this property is gonna sell for maybe $25,000 more because of some sort of future event. They expect the market to just go up or they think that their house is better than all the ones in the neighborhood because it's the big corner lot or there's something special about this property that makes it different from the others. Essentially, they are pulling a number out of thin air that they think the property is gonna sell for because they think that their property is just the best, right? Instead, you need to buy based on actual numbers and actual sales in the area. Do not buy a property based on the listing prices. Instead, look at what has sold in the last 90 days and what's sold in the last six months. I'm not that concerned with anything out much further out than that. I wanna know what has recently sold in the neighborhood. And if you are going above those numbers, you are buying speculatively. Another reason that people lose money is that they don't understand the other fees involved. So we went through those fees. That's the loan interest, any points you paid on the loan, Inspection repairs is a big thing that newer flippers don't foresee. The termite issue, there's a lot of unforeseen costs. And if you haven't been doing this long enough, it is understandable that these things might come up and you weren't anticipating them. But a huge way that people lose money, and I am guilty, it's happened to me, is unforeseen construction costs. This happens to the best of us. In fact, I always say, if you haven't lost money on a flip, you haven't flipped enough houses you will buy a property from time to time that has construction costs that are higher than you estimated because once you get into a property, you start finding things, you find things behind the walls, or you start making improvements that maybe you didn't originally think about before in the initial bid. So unforeseen construction costs come up, it's very common, and it is wise to try to make sure that you just have enough cushion in the deal that if this comes up, say there's an extra five to $10,000, that there's enough room in the deal. You're not gonna go in the red. You're not gonna lose money, but maybe you're not gonna make as much profit as you thought. 
Another really common way people lose money is they just don't understand how to comp a house. If you don't understand the basics of looking at property values in the area and estimating an after repair value for your subject property, you're gonna lose money. So I highly, highly recommend that you take some time and you learn about after repair value and how to estimate after repair value. Now, this leads to having some blind optimism. So it's common that you want to deal so bad, you want to flip a house so bad that you go into it very optimistic. And when you are coming up with your after repair value, you really have blind optimism. You've put on your rose-colored glasses and you refuse to take them off. And I'm telling you, that's a very, very costly mistake. I have seen people lose tens of thousands of dollars because they just want to do a deal so bad that they are just not, they are refusing to see the truth about that house's value. So take away the rose-colored glasses. Don't have blind optimism because trust me, once you sell that house and you do that deal and you end up losing money, you'll never want to flip a house again. Another way it can be very easy to lose money is you become a designer. You think you are on HGTV and all of a sudden you are Chip and Joanna and you want to over-improve this house. I personally have been there. I completely get it. I've wanted to over-improve homes. You get into a house and you see its potential, especially if you're naturally creative. You go in and, and you want to do some cool things because the pictures are going to look awesome, right? But you have to remember, you're not going to live there and you're an investor. You're not a designer right now. You are an investor and your job is to make this property hit the numbers it needs to hit to make a profit. So try to not be a designer, leave that to HGTV and just focus on the numbers that will make you profitable. And lastly, this happens to the best of us, the market moves on you, meaning that the market changed. We saw a lot of this during the recession where people bought homes thinking they would sell for a certain value and then poof, the recession hit, the bubble burst and houses were dropping in value by 20, 30% within say a month. That has happened. That does happen. And it happens to the best of us. I would say my best advice on that is that if that does happen to you, don't quit because there are going to be good deals around the corner. If that did ever happen to me now, I haven't been in the industry at that time. I got into the industry right after the recession. So prices were already rock bottom, but The people that I know that survived that time, what they did is they just waited till the prices got to the bottom and then they started buying flip projects again and they made a ton of money at that time. So it could happen, but you just have to have a backup plan that you're not gonna quit and when there is good opportunity, you're gonna seek it and make up for any money you might've lost. So how do we ensure that we're always making money flipping houses? You wanna make sure that your after repair value is based on three comps in the area. I wanna always make sure that my ARV is matching three comps in the area, that those houses are model matches or they look very similar. And I can honestly say that that house is very comparable to these three homes at that sold at that price. Also, make sure you're using a flip calculator every time that maps out all your fees and make sure you get that contractor to bid the property before you close escrow during your inspection period. And be prepared to walk away from a deal that does not meet your goals. If the deal's numbers 
do not make sense at the time of purchase. Do not buy it. Take those rose-colored glasses off. There is another deal around the corner that does make sense. Make sure you are not desperate for a deal because I promise you, you will regret it. Also, remember, stop watching HGTV. You are not a designer and learn about market cycles so you can get better at predicting if the market is gonna move on you or not. And again, you know, we've all lost money on deals. I always say, if you haven't lost on a flip, you haven't flipped enough homes, it's a rite of passage and it happens to the best of us. So that's it, guys. And if you want to learn how to start your virtual wholesaling business, I wanna help you. Make sure you check out www.virtualinvestingmastery.com where I've got an amazing group of students, a great tribe of virtual investors all helping each other. And I am here to help you in your virtual investing journey. And that's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next time. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.